0: In the month of Rajab and Sha'ban, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam actually taught us to recite the two, the dua. ...prior to the commencement of the month of Ramadan. lana fi rajab wa And alhamdulillah, today we are witnessing the outcome of the du'a wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us and allowed us to be amongst those who witnessed the month of Ramadan. This is a great bounty from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which we ought to show gratitude for. As far as gratitude is concerned, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That if you show gratitude, then I will definitely increase you in a bounty. or Whatever ni'mah a person is enjoying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises an increase in that. But if you show ingratitude or indifference towards any deed or any bounty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes takes the ni'mah away. And as far as Ramadan is concerned, a person may witness the month of Ramadan, they may see the month of Ramadan. But he will not have the tawfiq to do good deeds in the month of Ramadan. And as it is said that the sukru hafidul mawjud wa jalibul that gratitude protects a ni'mah, protects a bounty that a person is enjoying, and it draws near any other bounty that a person is not enjoying. So today being the first of Ramadan, how we are going to show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Firstly, we need to identify and understand from which group do we belong in. And then if we are not in the group that we ought to be in, then we should make a concern, we should make a sincere near, uh, sincere intention that inshallah by the end of Ramadan we will be better Muslims. And with the coming year, in the coming year, inshallah we will be in the desired group, the group that we ought to be in. So the ulama have actually explained that when it comes to the month of Ramadan, people can be classed into three groups. The first group is known as the khawas, the special servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who as soon as the month of Ramadan comes in and leave only that I forgot the hawala for this, the reference for this, but I read it about three days ago. That the pious of old, they used to make they used to make dua to see Ramadan six months prior to the month of Ramadan. And after Ramadan, they used to continue again making dua to reach the following Ramadan. So that means the entire year was spent yearning for the month of Ramadan. So these people, when the month of Ramadan sets in, when the month comes in. Then there are those people who are already engaged in righteous deeds. They are doing deeds that will draw them closer to Allah. Subhanahu Wa Taala. For this group of people, the month of Ramadan serves as a, a spring. It serves as a springboard to propel them even more further. And they reach such spiritual heights that is unimaginable. And then there is another group. And then obviously the first group, it is a very small group. They are very small in number. And then there is another group who... When the virtues of the month of ramadan are cited when they are recited when they hear about it then they understand the sanctity of the month of ramadan and from whatever wrong they were doing prior to the month of ramadan they desist from the wrong and they no longer do they the way that they were carrying on before the month of ramadan the modus operandi the way they were doing things before the month of ramadan they changed their life so to say and they begin acting in a way that is pleasing to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and Nabi Sallallahu alaihi wasallam because they understand the, vir- the virtue of the month of Ramadan but then again when the month of Ramadan terminates when the crescent of Eid is sighted then they revert back to their old ways obviously this is not a good thing but however many individuals of the ummah also from this group are from this group and then there's a well as far as they are concerned then, which means the toba was not sincere If a person's tawbah is sincere, then he will not revert back to old ways, to old wrong ways. Why? Because if a person is sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he says, yeah Allah, I am changing my life in the month of Ramadan, then he means that he also ought to understand that after the month of Ramadan, oh for the same Allah, he had changed his life for, he had stopped the wrong he was doing. It is the same Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who governs his life even after the month of Ramadan. So this can be taken as a sign that this person or this group of people were not sincere in their Toba. So the way of correcting this is actually to be sincere in their Toba. that, yeah Allah, I was doing, for example, 20 wrongs. And then in the month of Ramadan, I stopped all 20 wrongs. Maybe it may be difficult for me to stop all 20 wrongs after the month of Ramadan, but this much, at least half of that, I will not continue after the month of Ramadan. So this is the second group. And then there is a third group. Unfortunately for them, they are like a rock, or like a boulder that when rains come rain comes upon it then it just goes it just slides off it makes no difference to them whatever bad habits they had prior to the month of ramadan they continue with those bad habits even in the month of ramadan may allah ta'ala save us because these people have actually failed to understand that what is kept in the month of ramadan so then for in order for us to understand what is kept in the month of ramadan then we need to look at the hadith of Wasallam. When Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions, or uh, Ka'ab bin Ujra radiyallahu ta'ala narrates, that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam once, when the month of Ramadan, the moon of Ramadan was sighted, then he called the Sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala close to the member and he said, Uhdur al-Member, come close to the member. The Sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala came close to the member. When they came close to the member, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi stopped conversing with them at that moment and he was engaged in conversation with Jibreel radiyallahu Obviously until that point they did not know who he was speaking to. So when he ascended the first step, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Amin." And the second step, he said, "Amin." And upon the third step, he said, "Amin." So the Sahaba radhiyallahu look at the enthusiasm of the Sahaba radhiyallahu to keep on learning, the jazba, the enthusiasm to learn from Nabi Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam, which should be our jazba, which should be that we should also have the same jazba, that we should forever be yearning to learn about our Deen. We shouldn't suffice on the mere fact that I went to Maktub. This is enough. I know enough. Even an alim knows that after he has completed his alim course he never suffices on whatever he learned. But rather he keeps on making mutala, obviously making mashura, consulting with his elders, what should I read, what should I not read, how do I progress with my ilm onwards? So all the more a person who is so to say the layman, he should be making a concerted effort. Why? Because Allah Silatallah, the the reward or the price of Jannah is very expensive. And the reward or the price of Jannah, the price of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala Silatul is Jannah. Now we are we normally ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for Jannah through So how can it be that we are sufficing on a minimal knowledge when a person has limited amounts of knowledge will do the least amount of good deeds, and how can it be that that person will be will aspire to go into the highest levels of Jannah? So anyway, the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala, were forever keen to learn from Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They asked Nabi sallallahu wa sallam that, Ya Nabi Allah, we see that you did something that you don't normally do. So then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is also another quality of any alim or of any person who is of seniority in a community, if there is something that the congregation or people who are under his, his care or his subordinates do not understand, he should take it upon himself to explain to those people that, this is the reason I had done this, etc. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam explained to them that when I ascended the first member, Jibrail came to me and he said, Bauda man falam May that person be distanced, accursed, may he be far away from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That person who the month of Ramadan comes, it dawns upon him, Falam yugfarla. And he was not engaged in good enough deeds that amounted to him being forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said Ameen. We had heard from our seniors that normally they say that Jibreel, alayhi commanded him to say Ameen. So then, when he ascended the second step, Nabi Sassam explains that when I ascended the second step, then Jibreel, alayhi says that may that person who your name is mentioned in front of him and he fails to recite Durud upon you, he, he fails to recite durood upon you, may he be distanced as well. So to this, I said Ameen as well. And then the third person, When the third step, when Nabi Sassam ascended, then it was that person who he finds both of his parents or one of his parents in old age and did not become a means for him to be entered into Jannah. So to this Nabi Wasallam said Ameen as well. In a nutshell, let us look at these three categories of people. So the first person is who does not understand the value of the month of Ramadan, the virtue of it. So he fails to attain Maghfirah, in the month of Ramadan, when there are so many opportunities to, for him to attain the mercy of, uh, and the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where does this start? It starts from the month of, of Rajab, and then it, uh, from the, Allah Mubarak, lana fi Rajab wa shaaban Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi telling us in preparation, that prepare yourself, Ramadan is coming to you, so to say. And then, in, in, in Sha'aban, there is the 15th ninth of Sha'aban, in there is, if you collect all the hadith, the number of people who are not forgiven, it's, it amounts to eight people who are not forgiven on that night. So then this person hasn't understood up until then that Nabi S.A.W. is warning you that there is something greater that is in store for you. So when the month of Ramadan, you fail to attain the forgiveness of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala, Really there is nothing that can be done for you. You have failed to make qadr as they say. You have failed to value the warnings of Nabi S.A.W. that he has sounded and you have failed to value the month of Ramadan itself. So this is the first person. And then the second person is that person who fails to show gratitude for Nabi Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam. Because really, after Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, who is the greatest benefactor? The greatest benefactor is Rasulullah Sallallahu wa And how can we go about showing respect to Nabi Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam? Is by number one, by fulfilling the rights of Rasulullah Sallallahu wa sallam, which is to obey his commandments. And to obey the commandments of Rasulullah is to obey the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran Majid that whatever the Nabi of Allah tells you to do, you do that. And whatever He tells you to refrain from, you refrain from that. And if you are seeking to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you cannot do that except through the channel or being channeled by Nabi Sallallahu to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a famous saying that ways leading to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sallam. That the ways leading to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are innumerable. They are almost as equal or more than the breaths that the humans take. But all of them are closed. Except that way that it goes through, so to say, that goes through Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If a person does not go to Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam he does not follow the commandments of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam there is no way that this person can ever reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is impossible so Nabi sallallahu alaihi is our greatest benefactor so when a person doesn't show gratitude to Allah to Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam who sacrificed his life who sacrificed everything for you and I today to be here to be recited of the kalima for what for us to recite the kalima in this world and to to enjoy eternal pleasure eternal bliss in the hereafter so can't we show gratitude to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And the minimum that we can do is whenever the name of Nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam is mentioned, then we say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And nowadays also on our WhatsApp, etc. Then we show if there is some text, somebody is engaged in writing, etc. Then write the durood in full. This is also showing love to Nabi Sassam and showing Nabi Sassam that you honor the, the sacrifices that he has made for us. Not just merely sufficing on SAW. Any, as a matter of fact, any other wording of deen, when it, or any other great personalities of deen, firstly starting off with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that when the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taken, try to add if you're writing it, then write the Allah jalla jalaluhu, Allah azza wa jal, etc. And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Yad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Damdi Ali wa Mu Yad Ali Salam, and then the Sahaba Rod ta'ala Allahu Ta'alaum, Y add Radiallahu Ta'ala, anhum, radiallahu ta'ala anhum. and then the pious after them, Rahimahullah. Sheikh Abdul Fatah Rahimahullah writes that this is a height of ingratitude in Hasha, the Hashad Khulas of it, the crux of the matter is that this is the height of gratitude that you benefit. He mentions in the Hashah is quoting somebody else that this is the height of ingratitude that we sacrificed our lives. We made effort to bring, to convey deen to you, and you failed to make dua for us. And the author of uh, the introduction he is quoting in that kitab, he says, the author actually says that I have written this kitab for your benefit, and it will be gross ingratitude that you fail to make dua for me when you are reading and benefit from my books. Now imagine if an author can say this, what about Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who is our it was our cause for our spiritual existence and so to say our ex- our eternal existence as well. Because without Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam we wouldn't have been recited of the kalima. So we ought to show Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the gratitude. And then the last is that person who fails to honor his parents or to serve his parents to such a point that they do not become a means for him being entered into Jannah. Then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, i mean to this person. And the ulama explained that the reason for this is, if you look at it, then... First was the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not showing qadr gratitude or value for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His commandments. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then the people who are a means of our physical existence. Then really this person, he is ungrateful. He, he has shown Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Nabi and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the height of ingratitude. So then now we understand in the light of the hadith that these, these this is the, this is what we ought to do for our deen to come right. But then Nabi S-Assam, look at the mercy of Nabi Sam still further. Then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi continues to guide us and he tells us what to do in the month of Ramadan. There's about four minutes left. So what we ought to do in the month of Ramadan, number one, is obviously we know that the deeds are multiplied in the month of Ramadan, 70 times more multiplied. Now we well know when we go into a shop to a shopping centre and they're telling us it's a closing down sale or fifty percent sale, how much effort don't we make in order for us to reap the maximum benefit? And if it is said that the item is limited to two people, we make it a point that we split our our family members, those who go to the malls, etc. they'll tell you that one person will decide to go buy and the next person will go buy and the next family member, etc. So that they can take maximum benefit from that special. Now this is also a special from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not that we should take it to be, not that we should become seasonal believers, that we only take from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has special moments throughout the year. And this is the greatest moment in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has... This is the greatest month in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has those moments. So, فَتَعَرَّضُوا laha Present ourselves. But then, together with that, وَفْعَلُ الْخَيْرَ دَحْرَكُمْ كُلَّ But make it a point that you do good deeds throughout the year, not only sufficing on the month of Ramadan. So, point number one is to do, obviously, an excess of ibadah. Not sufficing on what we do normally, but to increase... And this increase should have started from the month of rajab and shaban so that by the time this time of the year comes in of the month of ramadan we are already accustomed to those good deeds because really it will be the height and it will be the folly a folly from a person's side that you will think now you hear for example an incident of imam bukhari rahimahullah that he was completing a quran every he was completing 10 qurans 40 qurans in total in the month of ramadan and then we try to finish one Qur'an in one day. Obviously we have to prepare ourselves for that. It will be the height of stupidity, to our folly of a, of a person to do that, to try to do a, a huge amount of deeds overnight. That's not how it works. We should prepare in advance. But if we still can't, obviously we can't do that, but what we should do is we should dedicate to however amount of time we have. And how does that start? is that we have a timetable, that this is what I'm going to do in the morning, this is what I'm going to do after zohr, etc, etc. And the minimum for a person who cannot read more than two paras, maybe every after every salah you read about quarter para, then that will be enough for you. Then inshallah, by the end of Ramadan, you'd have finished your, your one Qur'an and you'd have listened to one Qur'an in, in, in the Taraweeh Salah. So to increase in Ibadah and recitation of the Qur'an and Majid. And then number three is to bear patiently. When a person is angry, it is very easy for a person to be irritable. A person may say something to you and you will get irritable. Nabi Sallallahu gives us guidelines in this, that a person should not swear, should not say rude words. And if a person comes to you, insulting you, disturbing you, then you should tell him nicely, that inni sa'imun, that I am fasting, not engaging in any other, fa- in any, in any, in, in, uh, in any fight, etc., and in, in, in uh, any argument. So Nabi Sassam tells us, وَوَا <الصَّبْر> It is a month of, uh, of patience. وَالصَّبْرُ ثَوَابُ Jannah." And the reward for true patience is that a person will be granted jannah in, in, in the, by Allah ta'ala وَشَهْرُ الْمُوَاسَةِ And it is a month of sympathy. Sympathizing with our fellow Muslim brethren. Obviously, it is not everybody who can afford to feed maybe 40 or 50 people a day. But what we can do is we can sympathize with those people. One of our senior ostards in the madrasah in Johannesburg, used to make it a point that every day, as far as, I was, as far as I can remember, that he will call a different person to have iftar with him. We don't have to call a person to eat with us, but what we can do is we can give that person that meal, to, so we can send that meal to them to break that fast. This is, can be our way of showing uh, sympathy to our fellow Muslim brethren. And then if a person has a business, to lessen the workload of his staff, Muslim or non-Muslim, but even more if he has Muslim staff, to lessen the burden in the month of Ramadan for them. And the reward for that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a nutshell, whatever rewards are contained with regards to showing muasa is that the person will be forgiven. His sins will be forgiven. His own neck will be saved. He will be saved from the fire of Jahannam. And a person who gives another person water to drink, same story, he will be forgiven and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive his sin. Uh, for 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 having given people iftar to drink and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam will give him uh, he will be given water to drink from the hold of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and then we well know that there are three parts in the month of ramadan to divide our time accordingly the first is maghfira the second is uh, the first is Rahmah. the second is ma- mercy the, f- the second is maghfira forgiveness from the side of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the last is emancipation from the fire of jahannam and most importantly if we cannot do any good deeds the minimum we can do, the lowest, lowest thing we can do is that we stay away from all types of sin. In fazal amal I think it is, Hazrat Shaykh rahimahullah, he writes that even if people sleep away, that is better for them than, than doing any any sin. Because remember, whenever a, a virtue is very much multiplied, it is increased, then the gravity of the sin in that time frame is also increased. So may Allah grant us to take maximum benefit from the month of Ramadan, I couldn't finish whatever I uh, intended saying inshallah in the coming weeks the ulama will elucidate further wa khiru da'wan
1: Allahu <laughs> akbar Allahu akbar Allahu akbar Allahu akbar Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Shall على pray for the
0: الحمد لله الحمد لله غافر الذنب وقابل توبى شديد العقاب واشهد الله اله الا الله القائل والذين ذا فعلوا فاحشة وظلموا انفصم ذكر الله فاستغفروا لذنوبهم وما يفرض الذنوب الا الله ولم يسروا على ما فعلوا يعلمون واشهد النبينا وحبيبنا محمد عبده ورسوله القائل ايها الناس توبوا الى الله واستغفروا فاني اتوب الى الله في اليوم 100 مره عباد الله اوصيكم ونفسي اولا بتقوى الله ومراقبته بالليل والنهار فهو القيل يا أيها الناس اتقوا الله ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان ليكم رقيبا إخوة الإيمان إنما مرض القلوب من الذنوب وأصل العافية ان نتوب التوبة وما أدرككم التوبة التوبة باب الأمل التوبة باب مفتوح التوبة دموع حار يقول تبارك وتعالى نبّي عبادي أني أنا الغفور الرحيم أيها المسلمون قد يقول قائل لماذا نتوب ما هي معاصينا ما هي جرائمنا فالله سبحانه وتعالى يقول وتوب إلى الله جميعا أيها المؤمنون لعلكم تفلحون هل أتاكم خبر التاب من بني إسرائيل أوحى الله سبحانه وتعالى للموسى عليه السلام والسلام أن وليا من أولياء مات في أرض كذا فاذهب لي وغسل وكفن وصل عليه وادفنه لأنه جارك في الجنة فوجده, فوجده موسى عليه الصلاه والسلام ميتا في خرابه وليس عنده أحد ولا يملك شيئا من الدنيا وفوق هذا أثنى الناس عليه بالشر واتهموه بالفسق والإسيان امتثل موسى عليه الصلاه والسلام أمر الإله وقال يا رب الناس يذكرون هذا الرجل بالشر فأوه الله سبحانه وتعالى لا موسى أن صدق إبادي وَأَنَا أعلم منه بما لا يعلمون ولكنه لما دنت وفاته نادان بخمس كلمات وقد غفرت له بها فقال موسى عليه الصلاة وما هن الكلمات قال الله تبارك تعالى يا موسى الكلمة الأولى أنه قال يا رب أنت أعلم بأني يحب الصالحين وإن لم ولست منهم والثانية يا رب أنت أعلم أني أبغذ الفاسقين وإن كنت فاسقا والثالثة يا رب لو أعلم أن دخولي الجنة ينقص من ملكك شيئا لما سألتك جنتك والرابية يا رب لو أعلم أن دخولي النار يزيد في ملكك شيئا لما سألتك التأوض منها والخامسة يا رب إن لم تكن ترحمني أنت فمن يرحمني استفعاك فرحمته يا, فرحمته يا موسى فكان يليق بكرمي أن وقد تكلم بهذه الكلمات عفوت عنه وغفرت له وانا الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا من سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان, وشر... ان اله الا الله وحده وَلَا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا مولانا محمد عبد ورسول الله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله وصحبه بارك وسلم أما بعد فيا أيها الناس اتقوا الله تعالى في السر والعلن وذروا الفوائح ما ظهر منها وما بطن وحافظوا على الجمع والجماعه ووطنوا انفسكم على السمع والطاعه واعلموا ان الله امركم بامر بدا فيه بنفسي ثم ثنى بملائكه قدسه ثم ثلث بالمؤمنين من بريه جنه وانسه فقال تبجيلا لقدر حبيبي وتعظيما ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما وقال لي صلاه البخيل من ذكرت انه فلم يصل علي وقال ايضا من صلى علي واحدا صلى الله عليه الله مفصل وسلم مبارك على حب خلقك إليك وأكرمهم لديك سيدنا مولانا محمد وآل ه وصحبه التابعين كما تحب ترضى عدد ما تحب ترضى ورد الله من أبي بكر الصديق نبيك من قال في حق رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لو كنت متخذًا قليلًا لاتخذت أبا بكر قليلًا رضي الله تعالى عنه الله من النادق بالصدق والصواب من قال في حق سيد الجن والبشر لو كان بعدي نبي لا كان عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه الله من من قال في حق سيد ولدي عدنان لكل نبي رفيق في الجنة ورفيقي فيها عثمان بن عفان رضي الله تعالى عنه ورضى الله من مركز الولايه والقضاء من قال في حق النبي الاواه من كنت مولاه فعلين مولاه رضي الله تعالى عنه عن كل صحابه اجمعين عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله امر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء القرب وان ينهى عن والبغ والمنكر والبغي لعلكم تذكرون فقال بارك وتعالى فذكروني اذكركم فذكروني ولا تكفرون
1: Stroke... الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر لا اله الا الله اشهد محمد رسول الله اشهد محمد رسول الله هيا الله اكبر الله اكبر لا اله الا الله الله اكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم الصراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير الذين عليهم ولا الضالين Afflay your thoughts on كَيْفَ Afflay your thoughts on it. Afflay your thoughts on it. Afflay your Felicity إنما the name of Jesus إلا In تولى وكفر ما إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم الصراط الذين أنعمت عليهم we are the ones who are the ones the ones who are اطعمهم من جوع وآمنهم من خوف الله اكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم على سيدنا محمد وانا آل سيدنا محمد مبارك وسلم ربنا ولم تغفر لنا لنا من الخاصلين. حَسْبُنَا اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ نِعْمَ الْمَوْلَى وَنِعْمَ النَّصِيرُ اللَّهُمَّ إِنَّكَ عَفُوٌّ وَتُحِبُّ الْعَفْوَ فَاقْبَلْنَا يَا كَرِيمُ رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ وَتُبْ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ
0: الرَّاحِمِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ